What's up, everybody? You are listening to Hiding Something Season 2 Ultra. And as the title indicates, this is not a, a new chapter in our season two series. This is a mid-season update, which we did last year. Um, and, you know, we, after, you know, the, the series is typically eight episodes. So after four episodes, like to take a week off, uh, get the second half of the season ready. And, uh, but we wanted to jump in the feed, uh, not just let you know that we have a brand new episode coming next week, but also uh, there's some fun kind of housekeeping stuff that uh, I wanted to talk through. Also, we have some really cool updates from season one that I wanted to put out there and bring people up to speed on a couple of stories they might have heard on season one, but also let you know about some other cool stuff we have in the works. And this week, uh, uh, I'm sure everyone listening is going to be very grateful for this because most of most episodes are just my nasally voice rambling on <laughs> for uh, about 22 minutes or so. But today, uh, my post-production producer and editor, Chandler Strang, is joining me for the mid-season update. Chandler, what's up, man? How's it going, man? Good, dude. Good well, to be here. Oh, thanks, dude. So, hey, uh, I want to first off, let's start off with a couple housekeeping things, and then let's talk about some uh, some of what we've been covering season two here. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I told people, you know, we'll be back with a new episode next week, but I also, Chandler, I found that a listener uh, that I'm very grateful for this set up a subreddit, and it's, uh, it, you know, it's a it's a place message board where uh, fans of the show or listeners can go and discuss the show and and theories and uh, uh ideas and 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 their own stories and you and i as of this morning are both members of the subreddit community absolutely when you told me that I, man that's so cool I, I thought you made it i was like all right well you know i'll i'll, I'll follow but then no said you, it was a it was a listener that's, yeah a listener that's, i found uh, i kind of found it in the wild you know we had i had that's I, wild. Had, I had shared season one on a couple different some subreddits um, the high right. strangeness subreddit, the missing four hundred one, that community uh, on Reddit is, right. is really active. Yeah. yeah, and and dude, so many people were really gracious to give great feedback about season one, and it's really cool that a listener set up a a subreddit for for season two. So yeah, it's if you go to reddit.com slash r slash hiding something. So the subreddit is at hiding something. One word. Me and Chandler will both be there. We'll be interacting with people. Um, and I, I I have one other thing about reddit that we'll get to later in the show but Chandler, let's pivot and talk about um season two ultra um yeah. you know i we, we 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 wrapped season one and you know we we didn't kind of solve the big kind of mystery of what's happening to these people who go missing in the wild but i right. do feel like we were able to come up with some really interesting conclusions and uh, you, you know, really kind of break down what makes these stories and how we understand these stories, uh, you know, why it's so interesting, but also yeah. important to kind of understand how we consume information. So right. when we wanted to do a season two, we wanted to find a topic that had the the same level of intrigue, but I think also could have the same degree of subtext where we could explore some different themes about conspiracies and government transparency and how we right. consume information. And when when you and I were first kind of talking about what we wanted to do for season two, and we kind of landed on the idea of really doing kind of a deep dive into the government's, um, you know, different initiatives to try to understand mind control. What was your what was your at that point uh, kind of familiarity with the subject matter? Uh, I was familiar with MK Ultra, but nothing too detailed, to be honest. Like uh, the last episode that when you sent me 
uh, your your raw recordings. I was like, we got to that point and I learned some things. You know what I mean? Like how it started. And um, but I mean, definitely aware of the government mind control in you know the the mid century. But yeah, nothing nothing too detailed to be honest. Yeah, it's it's been this one was really fun because you know unlike the, with the missing four one one, you know obviously there are that's more like a series of narratives where this season we're able to kind of do two things because hiding something's really about storytelling. Hopefully, that's what right. we kind of want the heart of the show to be. Yeah. Um, and but this season was kind of fun because we got to kind of start at the very beginning and kind of see like the how far down the roots of this uh, you know the government's interest interest in mind control goes but also mm. you know it, i think last episode episode four where we opened up talking about those viral videos of cloud cities in china mm. uh it's been my favorite one because it foreshadows how crazy the back half of the season's gonna get man can't wait yeah uh, uh, up to now I, i've really wanted to set the context for the show you know and kind of right. kind of show the, the the kind of just bonkers history of all these you know whether it's uh project stargate which we're going to be talking about or you know mk ultra or some of these other initiatives like the origins are really nuts but yeah. some of the theories that we're going to be unpacking uh on the back half are i promise listeners uh, it's going to take some crazy, weird, fun turns, which is another thing that I feel like is, is fun that we've been able to do on the show. Yeah, totally. So Chandler, uh, uh, real quick, man, before we, I have a couple updates I want to give about some stories that we, we covered in season one, but before we do, I want to hear your theories on the cloud city thing, man. Um, what do you think's going on in those videos? I mean, you you talked about what was it the in the in the first season it was like the the simplest explanation is yeah, usually Occam's the case. razor yeah Occam's yeah. razor yeah I feel like that's I mean that's got to be it it's got to be the the mirage you know I'm the mind plays tricks on you sometimes you know and uh, yeah but I, you, I feel I feel like people want to want it to be something more complicated you know yeah. like a fabricated image by technology or you know uh, i forget the guy who you talked about Serge Manasse. Like, yeah yeah season two um i don't know i'm i'm maybe a little bit of a skeptic on uh on that in that area I, i'll say i'll say this when i first started researching um this season and i knew i wanted to open up with uh the the conspiracy theory by the late investigative journalist Serge Manasse that's called Project Bluebeam. And that's the mm -hmm. one where we kind of unpack in the first episode where yeah. he proposes that, you know, NASA and the UN are going to partner up and stage an alien invasion and all this other kind of crazy stuff using satellite right. technology and radio waves to beam voices in people's heads and basically turn them into slaves of this sort of like tyrannical government. You know, when I first started unpacking that, I just thought it was like an interesting theory. But, yeah, you know, the, the Cloud City anecdote where these kind of yeah. cities that appear to uh, to show up in the skylines of cities that don't uh, of areas that don't have like urban areas near them. Yeah. Uh, it definitely kind of foreshadows um, where I want to take some of the, the, the back half of the season, but also, um, why I think project blue book is so interesting, even if I'm still pretty skeptical about different elements of it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm looking forward to where this goes because I have no idea. 
Well, you are in for some surprises, <laughs> as are you, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> hey, okay. So, Chandler, one thing I wanted to do too uh, uh, is uh, there. There were we covered a ton of cool stories and, and interesting and some tragic stories uh, in in season one, um, but. A couple of them had had pretty significant updates. So if you've listened to season one uh, of Hiding Something, uh, then these will sound pretty familiar. It, now, me and Chandler are going to break down some updates to some of the stories that we covered. If you haven't heard season one now, you can pause this episode uh, and go binge that. It's only it only take about five hours and hop back in. I'm sure you got nothing else <laughs> going on. So just give me your day from just, here on. Just um, quick five hours. Yeah. Hey, all right. So first off, Chandler, uh, uh, we we did an episode last season on Skinwalker Ranch and sort of its mysterious history. It's actually getting a lot more attention uh, recently. Did you see who recently paid uh, a, a visit to Brandon Fugel, the new owner of Skinwalker Ranch? I did. I did see this on the internet. It was it was uh, um, uh, pop superstar and internet provocateur Post Malone. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, he's a big fan of 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 Skinwalker Ranch and what's happening there because he did. I guess he hit up Brandon Fugel, and Brandon Fugel invited him to the ranch, and he did a pretty extensive tour. Man, I mean, he's he's bored on in quarantine. He's like, what can I do? Go to a ranch, <laughs> saw you know, wide open spaces outdoors. That's pretty safe. Yeah, maybe see a, catch a cattle <laughs> mutilation or two. Yeah. <laughs> See some of them aliens. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Skinwalker Ranch got some attention. Um, the uh, another story I wanted to talk about was, uh, and I got a lot of people that kind of hit us up about this. Uh, there was a really interesting article that was published in Communications, Earth, and Environment, which is a research journal, and a group of researchers believe they've solved the mystery of Dyatlov Pass. Now, this is a, a really tragic story. That took place in the 1950s, and we covered it in season one. I won't go into too many details uh, because we, we did a, a, you know, a pretty ex- extensive coverage last season. But essentially, nine hikers, they were all very young, um, were do, but all also very highly trained and very skilled. They were in college, and they were, they were making this pretty crazy trek through a mountain pass. And uh, their friends and the the college group that had organized the expedition got concerned when they didn't show up uh, when they were supposed to. So a rescue team went to the site and tried to try to find the team. They found a campsite, uh, and unfortunately, over the course of a few months, ended up finding all nine bodies of these hikers. Um, and the 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 thing that made it so strange was. Uh, not just the the placement of the body. Some of them were, you know, miles apart, um, but was also just kind of the strange circumstances of a lot of their their deaths or what investigators could could tell about how they died. Um, they had cut their way out of their tents from the inside. Um, a couple had seemed to run to the base of a tree. Um, several of them were not wearing, uh, clothing or not wearing their clothing, even though it was uh, freezing out. Um, many of them stay sustained very strange traumatic injuries. Uh, one of the investigators said it looked like as if they had been in car accidents and had broken ribs. A couple of them had missing eyes and tongues, uh, just an awful story, but yeah. a, it has been a mystery that has captivated Russia since since it happened back in the 1950s, but it's really been an internet mystery uh, for a while, where people have been really interested in it. Uh, you know, Chandler, did you see the kind of the recent news about the Off Pass? I didn't. No, this is news to me. 
So a group of researchers, you know, they, they've for like I said, this has long been a, a source of fascination in Russia. Um, but a group of researchers believe they've solved the mystery, and they actually did it in in a pretty interesting way. Um, they had a theory that the cause of the the deaths of of these of these hikers was actually a series of micro avalanches. Um, oh. And so basically, like. There was a theory that an avalanche caused this group to fl- to to flee their tents, and you know when the falling snow came, it, it it came with such speed and force it ended up killing them and kind of moving the bodies different places. But mm-hmm. all none of the evidence has supported that up to now. There was no there they could tell an avalanche didn't happen, and so um, so basically what these researchers did is they proposed a theory that looked at these delayed avalanches. So an earthquake can happen, uh, and earthquakes, you know, can cause avalanches. An earthquake can happen, but can trigger an avalanche, you know, hours later. And they can actually trigger these things that they call like micro avalanches. So what they are proposing is as this group was sleeping in their tent uh, in in, in the evening, they felt the earthquake. Uh, mm. At that point, they knew just from being experienced outdoors people that earthquakes can trigger trigger avalanches, and so they each fled very quickly into the night um, to to get away from the falling snow. Their series that they became disoriented, um, mm. but the reason that several of the bodies are found in different places is because they believe that uh, the avalanche that was triggered by the earthquake could have happened hours later. So it could have really caught them off guard. Um, Mm -hmm. And they also, you know, kind of projected that it was, uh, there was likely a large sort of sheet of ice that slid down the mountain right through their camp area. Uh, Because what they also found is the slope that where they had kind of pitched their camping gear uh, was actually deceptively steep. That because so much snow had fallen, uh, they had actually believed it was flatter than it was. So it looked like mm. this sheet of ice that had plowed through their camp hours after this her- uh, earthquake was moving at a pretty high rate of speed. But yeah. in in order to confirm their theories that could this sheet of ice this that was caused by like a delayed avalanche actually cause these injuries that these different hikers sustained, they went. They, one of the researchers flew out to Disney Animation Studios. Hmm. And met with the the individuals on the animation team responsible for uh, animating the the snow physics in the Frozen movies. Have you seen Frozen, oh, Chandler? Wow. I, no, I have not. Yeah. So if you guys watch, <laughs> I don't Disney, have kids. So. Well, I've seen them about a thousand. <laughs> good lord! If if there's going to be a season of hiding something, that's you know what happened to uh, Jesse's <laughs> ability to be mentally productive, and it's because he's been driven slowly insane by watching Frozen movies. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so they, so, you know, when they make these animated movies, you may have noticed with Moana too, like the water looked really real. Yeah. And sort of the physics of how it pushes boats. Anyway, they were able to use the code that animators used um, to animate the snow and kind of the physics of the snow and Frozen to get a pretty rough calculation of what that snow would do in sort of a computer simulated model. They wow. also then went to GM, General Motors, mm-hmm. and they looked at the results of some tests that GM had done 
uh, about traumatic injuries that they had used like dozens of cadavers and were basically doing crash tests with them to understand, uh, you know, blunt force injuries at different speeds. And Mm -hmm. so they were able to use those two data sets and determine that the speed that this sheet of ice uh, could have been going would have actually um, uh, caused the injuries that many of these hikers sustained. And oh, so man. right now, that is sort of the prevailing theory. They also said, you know, like we discussed in that episode, that, uh, you know, there might be other simple explanations for some of the other kind of mysterious circumstances there. You know, we talked about in season one, paradoxical undressing, where mm-hmm. people will shed their clothes when they're suffering late stages of hypothermia. Um, there's also explanations that maybe their eyes and tongues were, you know, unfortunately eaten by scavengers because the rescue right. efforts, uh, took so long to find some of the bodies. Um, so, uh, that was a pretty big one. A lot of people yeah. have been sending that around about the latest, the outlaw bass theory. Yeah. That definitely checks out to me, you know, like yeah. that makes sense for sure. It seems, it seems logical. And that's one where, you know, kind of people maybe on the, that have uh, some grander theories about what's happening in the missing four one with the missing four one one cases, you know, have maybe suggested was some sort of weird government experiment or was aliens or some sort of like snow yeti. But the the micro avalanche thing, it does seem to check out. Yeah, totally. So, so Chandler, I know you're, you actually, your neighbor listen is a hiding something listener and she's been fascinating with one of the stories we we talked about last season that actually has a, a really definitive solution. Yep. She's, uh, she sends me articles that are, uh, connected to the subject matter that we've been, that you've been covering in the, in the last season and now a season and a half. Well, well, I, I, this is one that uh, you, you had said that uh, that you had passed along to me that she had actually sent you, yep. and it's the story of uh, the hiker who we identified last season as a, a gentleman named Mostly Harmless, and the reason that we only identified him by that name is because that was his sort of trail name, and that was the only name that anyone who had met him knew him by. No one knew his real identity, and the story was uh, for over a year, people had encountered this kind of solo individual hiking down the Appalachian Trail. I, you know, I think his, his trek began... Um, you know, 15 months before he was his his body was eventually found. But uh, so there was this sort of mysterious individual who would only go by the name Mostly Harmless, wouldn't tell anyone his real name. He didn't have any sort of identification, no cell phone, but he did have a large amount of cash on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and his body was found in a tent um, in Florida. And, you know, people had first started uh, reported seeing this individual and taking pictures with him and occasionally, you know, doing stretches of the trail with him, you know, way up in New England. And so months later, they find his body in a tent in Florida. Um, There's a lot of kind of strange circumstances around it that you see in some of the other kind of missing 411 cases. He's not wearing shoes. They're kind Mm -hmm. of neatly placed outside of his tent. Um, He seemed to have... Uh, you know, to to be in reasonably good health. He was pretty uh, uh, thin at the time, but um, there was a lot of questions about not just who he was, but how he died and how he ended up there. Uh, like I said, he had a lot of cash on him. And thanks to the work of Wired Magazine, which has really kind of been at the forefront of this story, they were eventually able to uh, uh, identify this individual through a lot of different methods. One was circulating his picture online. Another was some DNA research so that they could identify where in the country he was from. And they identified this individual as a man named 
named Vance John Rodriguez. And if you're interested, you can Google his name uh, and look at the Wired Magazine story about his life. Um, he seemed like a complicated individual who, um, you know, evidence seems to suggest that he, you know, started his journey to escape some hard things that were going on in his hmm. life. Um, he, you know, was accused of abusive behavior in, in, in relationships, um, had a complicated professional life and seemed to be someone who was just trying to escape, uh, Mm -hmm. kind of his current reality and took to the Appalachian trail. And the prevailing theory is, uh, you know, he just essentially got disoriented, got lost, couldn't find his way, uh, from the place where he eventually had set up a campsite in in kind of the forest in Florida and never was able to find his way out and unfortunately perished. But wow. they, they are very confident that his identity uh, is this man named Vance John Rodriguez. So that is another kind of mystery from season one that has, uh, you know, fortunately been solved, but still a, a tragic case. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so one more thing, Chandler, from season one. This week, the intelligence blog, uh, Deep Black Horizon, which has done a lot of good work when it comes to uh, interesting government disclosures, uh, revealed audio from an American Airlines pilot that is encountering a strange object in the Arizona desert, uh, you know, relatively close to uh, the portion of the desert out in Utah where we talked to a police pilot who he was the guy who ended up finding that monolith out there in the desert who he had actually had some strange encounters, um, you know, out in the sky, seeing these kind of unidentified objects zooming around and people can go listen to him recount those stories in season one. But this American airlines pilot, uh, you know, had something fly right over the top of his plane. You can listen to the audio of the interaction on deep black horizon. Uh, but the FBI has confirmed that they're actually investigating this one. So this one looks like there's some legitimacy to it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. Another interesting story, but I wanted to bring people a couple updates since, uh, you know, there's been some, some more wrinkles to these stories since season one. So listen, I really would love listeners to follow us on or, or to join the subreddit, hit up me and Chandler, uh, Chandler, you're at Chandler Strang on social, on on Twitter and, and Instagram. And I am at Jesse Carey. I'm not, I, I don't do the gram. I don't do the gram. I do, I, you know, I don't do Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. I don't do Clubhouse. I don't do TikTok. Yeah. I, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't find don't me on Twitter. Those, but, uh. you find Chandler on Clubhouse. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. But hey, listen, we, if you have stories of, of kind of weird encounters that you've had, whether uh, it's related to, uh, you know, kind of uh, season one, missing 401, weird stuff in the woods. A lot of people have sent me stuff or you have theories about stuff that we're talking about in season two. Hit up me and Chandler or post it in the subreddit because uh, this season we are definitely doing a bonus episode where we hear some of your stories, hear some of your theories, and we're actually uh, you know, going to try to get a couple listeners to join us uh, via Zoom or Skype. Uh, to, to hear some of these stories firsthand. Who knows? Maybe we'll use uh, we'll use Clubhouse for you, Chandler. <laughs> Thanks. That's <laughs> what you and the kids are doing, right? Clubhousing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, me and the kids. Chandler, I also I was going to tell people what season three is about, but should I wait for that? I think you should wait. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Keep the Fair suspense. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to, I, you know what, Chandler, that's a good call. This show's known for cliffhangers. So yeah. <laughs> we'll <laughs> keep listening to the next four episodes. We're going to do a bonus one, uh, a really fun bonus episodes where we, we hear from listeners. We hear their stories and their theories, and we'll reveal the topic of hiding something season three. Which is, it's right around the corner, man. We only got four yeah. more episodes to round this one out. Already halfway through, which is pretty yeah. wild. It's crazy. It feels like it just started. Yeah, for sure. All right, Chandler, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, of course. All right, well, that'll do it. Uh, I'm Jesse Carey. I'm a writer, journalist, and podcaster. <laughs> you say it, Chandler. That's next time on Hiding Something. <laughs> Season two, Ultra. <laughs> <laughs>